ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 289th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined by our next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was the awesome sudden death golf match yesterday pitting Dustin Johnson against Jordan Spieth. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, top players in the world. And it was just fantastic. Spieth made an unbelievable putt on 17. And DJ went one better on 18 to force the playoff. And then uh, in the playoff, which was replaying the 18th hole, uh, DJ hit... Literally the drive of the year. He literally went over the water, <clears throat> which and he was the first person to do it during the entire tournament, and positioned himself, uh, you know, with a a wedge. He got that close to the hole. Uh, in other words, he went for it. He did not play it safe. He was aggressive, confident, and uh, just coming off that amazing putt at 18 to force the playoff. And uh, so then from in tight, he, uh, he just hit it perfectly within a couple feet of the hole. And that was that. Spieth played okay on the 18th in sudden death, but was pretty far out for his uh, third shot, which would have meant a birdie, in which DJ actually got to win it. And uh, yes, it, so... DJ closed him out, and, you know, beating Jordan Spieth is no uh, no easy chore, to say the least, on the PGA Tour. And they have a history, of course. It was those two battling it out at the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. We all remember that a couple of years ago. And uh, DJ, of course, had the famous three-putt. And suddenly, a tournament that looked like it belonged to DJ... Uh, was no more. Jordan Spieth won it. He was shocked. Everybody was shocked. It was uh, instant. And uh, all credit to DJ. He came back and won at Oakmont to get his first major, which was the U.S. Open. And uh, so it all turned out well. And here they are as uh, really the top two players in the game, you'd have to say. I mean, Justin Thomas, with what he's do, done this year, he may be the player of the year. But for uh, marquee value, things like that, uh, 
I think Spieth and DJ are about as good as it gets. And uh, again, it was just an incredibly entertaining ending. DJ, when he hit the putt, the long putt on 18 to send it to overtime, sudden death, I should say, his reaction and that of his brother, who's his caddy, was as good as I've ever seen from DJ pumping his fist. And uh, it was just really, really fabulous stuff. So sets up perfectly for an event that I'll be covering this week. Uh, right down the road from where I'm broadcasting as we speak, which is, of course, the Dell Technologies Championship, newly named, uh, has always been the Deutsche Bank, uh, the Deutsche Bank Championship. And, of course, its signature uh, differentiator is that it's the only PGA tournament that ends on a Monday, Labor Day. Uh, it's become a tradition. It's part of the FedEx Cup rotation. Uh, and again, it's become a New England tradition. Pro-Am on Thursday. Part of it always seems to be, uh, it's always roped into everything that, you know, I and everyone loves about New England, which is, you know, uh, the start of football season. And right on cue, there's a Patriot home playoff game Thursday night, the night of the Pro-Am right up the road from the golf course, not far at all, Gillette Stadium to TPC Norton, Mass. And uh, then you have the Red Sox. uh, And I say that because, you know, very often you're going to see the golfers at Red Sox and Patriots games during this week. Um, So, yeah, so it's just always a very lively week. You also have a lot of kids starting school. You have... uh, the college kids returning. Boston, as you know, may be the preeminent college city in America, if not the world. So this weekend, there'll be 100,000 pe- kids moving into Boston. Uh, and having been here for a while, it, it's uh, priceless and, in fact, something to see. If you're actually in town, the moving trucks, the U-Hauls and whatnot, just littering every street imaginable throughout the city. So what I'm talking about, big picture, energy. There's just, uh, this may be literally one of the most energetic weeks of the year in Boston and New England and uh, the Dell Technologies Championship uh, plays a major role in that, to say the least. Um, So, and the New England golf crowd is just fabulous. Uh, I think any golfer would tell you it's just about as good as it gets with, uh, again, energy. There's that word again. Uh, boisterous, loud, uh, football-type cheering. Uh, and, you know, it's just so much fun. So, bottom line, I'll be spending a lot of time there this week, and I can't wait to report it to you all uh, after, when it's all said and done. Because it's always, it's got a great history of great finishes. Rory McIlroy won last year with a huge final day and on and on and on. A great history and I expect it to continue this week. Also, uh, a real highlight was the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Uh, exceeding expectations by going 10 rounds. And by all accounts, everybody got their money's worth, which is really all you can hope for. 
bottom line, I think it elevated both boxing and the MMA. And Conor McGregor raised his uh, ever-growing persona to another level by uh, basically hanging in there with Mayweather for 10 rounds. Just that simple. He's a marketing genius, and now he really has something more to market. Well, my low light of the week is Julian Edelman, Patriots star receiver, and Tom Brady's uh, buddy, tearing his ACL uh, on Friday night against the Detroit Lions. He's out for the year. Um, non-con- the dreaded non-contact injury. Uh, we've all seen it before. I was watching the game live. And uh, you just knew the moment it happened. It was a super awkward cut he made right before he was about to get tackled. But again, he was not touched when it actually happened. And uh, so, just hard to believe. Uh, and just quickly, as a, as a note uh, aside from that, I've been watching a fair amount of NFL preseason games, and they've been great. There's really been, you know, the Patriot games have been exciting especially as have many games across the leagues. I've been watching the Bucks. I've uh, been watching a lot of them. They had Red Zone on Saturday night. That was awesome. A uh, little uh, preseason Red Zone. I think that's a first, that I, certainly that I remember. And uh, so, yeah, it was really, uh, I've really been impressed with the uh, level of play I've been watching. I went to the first Patriots game against the uh, Jaguars at Gillette Stadium a couple weeks ago. And uh, again, we got another one coming up Thursday night over in Foxborough. Well, my event of the week, excuse me, my bizarre story of the week, my event of the week, of course, is coming up is the Dell Golf Technologies Championship. Uh, but my bizarre story of the week is the Celtics Cavaliers trade in jeopardy due to. Concerns by the Cavs on Isaiah Thomas's hip. Uh, boy, we'll see where that all goes. But can you imagine anything more awkward? Uh, and I believe more so on the Celtic side than Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder being uh, uh, ending up still playing for the Celtics. I don't know how it all works. I don't know that most that many people do because it just doesn't happen very often. But, you know, it uh, looks like the Cavs just won an additional pick as opposed to avoiding the trade. But who knows if they void the trade, suddenly Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder, uh, p- potentially unhappy campers, are back with the Celtics. Kyrie Irving, unhappy camper, back with the Cavs. Uh, it's a lose-lose, uh, which is why I strongly believe that the – Cavs might just want more from the Celtics to compensate for what they their for their concerns about Isaiah's hip. But in the same light, uh, you know, I guess voiding is a possibility. Who knows? Uh, bottom line, if it's me, if I'm, and I'm the Celtics, uh, if given them another pick, of which the Celtics have uh, a ton of picks, as we all know, uh, I would just do that. There's, I've seen rumors that they wanted a player, be it uh, Tatum or Jalen Brown. Uh, don't see the Celtics doing that, boy. I really don't. Um, Danny Ainge is, you know, he, he's a tough negotiator. So, but a pick, I think if a pick is going to get it done, 
I give them that and everybody just moves on since uh, psychologically, I think everybody has moved on. Um, the two teams, the players involved, all of it. So it should be fascinating to watch how that unfolds. Uh, it feels a little bit like uncharted waters when you look at the, the big names involved uh, and the teams. Very relevant championship contending teams, to say the least. So, with that said, let's take our break and lots more subjects to cover, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? I'm doing great, John. Doing great. Glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you, as always. Uh, thanks for calling in, and... Uh, it's here, AP. College football has officially started. Watched, uh, watched some games over the weekend. Uh, Stanford looked great down in Australia. Uh, I think they won like 55 nothing last I saw over Rice. Uh, had a good game up here in Massachusetts where Hawaii beat UMass. I think 38-35. Uh... University of South Florida, we talked about that game last week. Uh, they went out and won at San Jose State, despite falling behind uh, by a couple of scores early. Um, and then I also watched some of the Colorado State uh, victory over Oregon State. Uh, big win for them, beating a Pac-12 team. But, you know, similar to the... Uh, South Florida game, uh, you know, Colorado State fell behind early, but then just stormed back, and I think they outscored them like 
38-7, something like that in the second half. So we had some good games, and uh, it's underway, but this weekend was nothing like what's ahead, as we both know, this weekend. No, that was a great win by Colorado State, John, Alabama. They play Colorado State. I think it's the third game. They come to Tuscaloosa. That'll be the second time in the last four or five years. So, and they're led by really? Mike Bobo. He played quarterback at Georgia. He's offensive coordinator at Georgia. Yeah. So, yeah, Colorado I remember State. They put points on the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting with Colorado State? I mean, every year I think we see them, you know, play Colorado. Uh, you know, and also some other games. But they opened a brand new stadium. It looked awesome. Uh, in fact, they were saying it's like the new gold standard of on-campus uh, stadiums. Uh, brand new. First game was Saturday. And uh, so bottom line with Colorado State, the Rams, uh, you know, and they have helmets that looks like the Rams. So very distinctive uh, green and gold uniforms. But every time I watch them, it seems like they play well or they're winning or very often, uh, you know, they, they've pulled some upsets over their arch rival, Colorado, as in the Buffaloes. So, yeah, they're a team, uh, you know, that shows up uh, when they're on TV. I give them a lot of credit for that. And, boy, they sure showed up on uh, Saturday, That no doubt about it. But I didn't realize they were coming to Alabama. Wow, in like three weeks? Yeah, I think it's the third game. I think Fresno is... Uh, Second game and Colorado State for third. Okay, well that's that that game will not be a given. That, that is not a that is not a scrimmage, so to speak. That is, you know, they'll show up and they'll give Alabama, you know, uh, they'll make it interesting. Put it that way. They're 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 not a they're not a rollover by any means. No, John, and it's a night game, six o'clock central, so you don't have the suffering heat. In the middle of the day, let's say, but you know they still probably pretty hot at night. But that's better than two o'clock in the afternoon in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for somebody visiting from Colorado. Right in mid to late September, no doubt about that. Uh, Well, that's good. That's going to be an intriguing game, no doubt about it. But um, no game more intriguing than the one you're going to, uh, which is. I think more and more you have to say just the greatest opening weekend game. Uh, And we'll consider this past weekend what I'll call a soft opening. Um, So this is the real, real opening weekend. And, you know, Florida State, number three, Alabama, number one. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to say it's the greatest opening game matchup in college football history. A lot of people are saying it, and I, I think at this point, it's pretty obvious that, that that's the case. Yeah, I think so too, John. I mean, these two programs, they always recruiting the same players in the Southeast. Jimbo Fisher was on staff with Nick Saban. Nick Saban tried to hire him when he came to Alabama. Uh, Jimbo Fisher surveyed the college football landscape and chose Bobby Bowden in Florida State because he thought he would retire. He, he uh, chose wisely. And he has a championship under his belt as a head coach, and he has a good football team, and they're ready to challenge Alabama. And the and once again, it's the ACC, the SEC. So that's always intriguing and interesting, and and leads to a big a big buildup between those two opponents. Exactly. Yeah, it is going to be a buildup. Uh, how many years was Jamie? Or uh, yeah, was the 
Jimbo, excuse me. Uh, thinking of Jamie from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Still thinking about that from last night. That, that, that's how much that show sticks with you. The, uh, I'm probably not alone. The, uh, you know, the season finale. Uh, but anyway, sticking to sports, uh, Jimbo. How long was he at Alabama? Well, he, he was at LSU. With, oh, at LSU with, uh, with, with Nick Saban. Okay. Nick Saban. Yeah, and he, he was there uh, with Nick Saban about about six, seven years, 2000 to 2006. And he was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. So he's, he was part of that resurgence of that LSU program with Nick Saban. Right, right. Hey, by the way, I just saw something interesting flash on the screen that I think the Bills traded Reggie Ragland to the Kansas City Chiefs for like a fourth-round draft pick, if I read it properly. Uh, wow. Yeah, Bill's trade Reggie Ragland. Now, wasn't he an Alabama stalwart? Sure was. Yeah, big star there. Big and star. That, that's kind of disappointing, I would say. That means they're not satisfied. And you get rid of somebody that you drafted uh, highly not, not too long ago, a few years ago. The next thing you know, you're shipped out to Kansas City for a fourth-round draft choice. They weren't too pleased. I guess so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he was a huge name. Let's not underestimate. He was... The best linebacker in the country that year, right? His senior, his last year. Line, yeah, he was a good linebacker. Uh, he was a uh, second round pick, you know, high, you know, forty first, which is fairly high in the second round, and uh, you know, one of the leaders of the team. And that's no doubt that is su- surprising. Yeah, a couple of national championships, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I think you know. Yeah, I think you know. Maybe the injuries played into it as well. You know, maybe they weren't satisfied and put. An injury, so, but that sure is kind of shocking before the season starts. Yeah, breaking news. Literally just come over the wire and was on ESPN NFL Live. Uh, just happened to catch it knowing uh, that you're, you cover Alabama. So let me ask you, AP, how's, the, how's your schedule for the weekend? When are you heading over to Atlanta and how do you see it all unfolding for like what's going to just be an awesome weekend in, in Atlanta, I, I would think? Yeah, I'm going to go over on Thursday, John, and wow. uh, get, get there kind of early to survey the, the landscape. And I don't know, maybe I'll get lucky and go to the Falcons game that Thursday night. Uh, they opened up that brand new Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday night. So right, which like is where the game preview. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's where the game would be played. Will be played. Um, right. The Florida State Alabama game, you know, and it's really the yeah. first gigantic event it'll be the second preseason game i was watching nfl red zone had a first ever i believe preseason uh whip around on saturday night it was awesome there were so many games that they i, I think they did a, a, a trial run if i'm not uh, if i'm not mistaken anyway right at the beginning they showed uh like this time-lapse photography of the construction of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is really cool. But they said something interesting, that there's so much glass, as in glass panels and whatnot, not only on the roof or whatever, but like all around the stadium, that it's not measured in feet or even yards. It's measured in acres, and there's a lot of acres of glass. That, that was a, <laughs> I thought that was a really cool little thing, and you'll yeah. get to see it. Uh, you'll get to see it. So that's exciting. 
Oh, oh yeah, brand new press box. Everything's first time. I can't wait to see the setup and you know the, the way the seating is. You know, you can view the game as a fan as well. Uh, and uh, I like to see the lighting and the um, you know the temperature, everything, everything you can think of when you're trying to survey a, a, a new a new stadium or a new uh, facility. And the best news of all, Chick-fil-A will be open. I know that's been uh, a bit of a story, if I'm not mistaken, where Chick-fil-A, I believe, is not opened on Sundays, which is obviously when the Falcons play, but yet there's a Chick-fil-A inside the new stadium. But I'm guessing on Saturday and, and even this Thursday, uh, it would be open. I, I know that's a big deal down there, right? <laughs> yeah, it sure, yeah, it sure is. At Chick-fil-A, people love Chick-fil-A. I mean... Some people, you know, for reasons they don't, but uh, most people do. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good thing for the city of Atlanta. Yeah, well, it comes to mind because, uh, number one, it's been a story because apparently they're not open on Sundays, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I just ha- there's, there's a couple up here in Massachusetts, but I just happened to drive by one opening near my house uh, just uh, over the weekend and that brought a smile to my face and simply put Chick- Chick-fil-A on my mind, um, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I, again, I know I'm not alone. I've, uh, they have a good product. They have good food. So, uh, Well, that's so exciting then. Friday and Saturday, the game's at 8 p.m. Eastern, Saturday night, correct? Right. Correct, yeah, so, 8 p.m. Eastern. So you'll just soak up flavor Friday and Saturday during the day? Yeah, I'm probably might go down there early, get my credential, pick it up, and so I'll have that in advance uh, and just see what's going on. Maybe drop by one of the hotels and check check in. You never know who's going to be at the hotels. Right. Uh, see who's around. What's well, very exciting, um, and you know what makes this game even more interesting is that much like the SEC championship held for years in the Georgia Dome, which is sits what five feet away or something from the new stadium, like <laughs> yeah. side, side by side. That's right. Yeah, yeah side by side, that. it really is. <clears throat> yes, it really is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know both. It's very drivable for both teams. Uh, you know, from Tuscaloosa or Tallahassee, I mean, Atlanta is very drivable. What are the general distances? I know, I know, you know it from Alabama, of course. Yeah, uh, well, I'm coming like from South Alabama, so it's about five hours, and so you know, Tallahassee's down on that I-10 corridor as well. So you know, it's in the four to five hour range. So yeah, it's not very, uh, it's not a long distance at all in, you know, state of Florida. They'll be up there in droves, I'm sure, and people were looking forward to this game probably for years. The last time they played was 2007. It was Nick Saban's first year. Bobby Dodd was still the coach. I think it was the third game on September 21st, and Florida State won the game 21-14. They haven't played a lot of times in the history, but um, there have been a few memorable games, actually, because Alabama uh, tied them way back in to open up the 67 season, it was like 37-37. Alabama had only given up, I think, a ridiculous amount of points uh, the prior year. They gave up 37 in one game as a tie. And then they played in 74, and Alabama was number one or two in the nation, and Florida State had a losing streak of maybe 25, 30 games. 
and they were leading the entire game, and there was a long pass to Ozzie Newsom, and then Bucky Berry kicked a 50-yard field goal, and Alabama won like 8-7 to seven or something like that. It was incredible. Wow. Yep. There is quite a history to storied football programs, to put it mildly. And again, rated number one, Alabama, number three, Florida State. And that's going to be the headliner of what is just going to be an incredible uh, weekend of college football, to say the least, uh, as we really, truly kick it off on Labor Day weekend. It's awesome. You know, when I think of Labor Day weekend and opening of college football in recent years, uh, I always think of coming back uh, from vacation that Saturday afternoon of Labor Day weekend and listening, because we were on the road, of course, uh, to the Appalachian State upset of Michigan. It's truly like a remember-where-you-were moment, even though I was listening on the radio and not watching it. Uh, But I'll never forget that drive, and that's how shocking that game was when it happened. Yeah, that game reverberated around that Big Ten for quite a few years. I mean, initially, yes. everybody's cheering that Michigan was upset, but then as the season progressed, I spoke to folks Columbus, Ohio, and it really was quite embarrassing because that game was attached to their season as well. I mean, if you, in other words, then the pressure's right. on, well, why didn't you beat Michigan? You know, Appalachian State did, so therefore, why didn't you win the game? So there was pressure involved down the road. Yeah, well, the Big Ten had some couple of rough years there, and that was the, you know, poster child for that rough era for the Big Ten. But, boy, they've come all the way back uh, to where they are now easily challenging, if not exceeding, the SEC at this moment in time. So should be fun. Well, AP, uh, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment. So why don't we take our break now, and we have a whole lot to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. Join the show. The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., with a high-profile program like Alabama, whom you cover, there's always news. Everything is news. And there was a little news coming out again this week, correct? Correct, yeah. There was a, it was an unfortunate situation. The projected starter, Raquan Davis, a big player, six foot seven, about 290, 300 pounds. He was at a nightclub on Saturday night, and there were some stray bullets, and he ended up getting shot. Uh, he, wow. He's in good, good condition now, but uh, something that you, you scratch your head and you say, how could this happen? But it's at a club that's kind of notorious for having situations. But uh, he was treated at the uh, Druid City Hospital Regional Medical Center in Tuscaloosa. And it used to be okay, but I'm not sure about his status for the game. Uh, Nick Saban having a press conference here uh, sh- uh, shortly, and we'll find out exactly what his status would be for for, for Saturday. Gee, that's pretty scary. Uh, sounds like he was pretty lucky, all things considered. Uh, a little bit unlucky too, but you know, uh, more luck, more lucky than not, I would say, uh, given what could have happened. So, uh, hope he heals fast. Uh, that sounds like a scary situation, to say the least. Yeah, you're always lucky if a gun guns involved, and you're able to say you you survived. No question. Correct. Exactly. Well, AP, we talked a lot about, you know, uh, touched on the games that were played this past weekend. Uh, talked about the upcoming marquee game, which you will be at and covering, which, of course, is Florida State uh, playing Alabama at 8 p.m. Eastern time from the brand new Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta this Saturday night. Um, but it really, uh, really gets kicked off uh you know, in force on Thursday, which is a great way to go into Labor Day weekend. And, uh, boy, looking right off the bat, we have on Thursday, as in three days from now, uh, Ohio State at Indiana. Ohio State's, well, they're the sandwich team between Florida State and Alabama. They're number two, playing at Indiana in Bloomington. So that's a pretty good Thursday night game to kick off Labor Day weekend, I'd say, and it's one of just many. Yeah, Ohio State, I mean, that quarterback, I think he's been a captain. This is the third year now, John. That's pretty unusual, right? J.T. Barrett? Yeah, J.T. Barrett's been a captain three years in a row. Yeah, he's he's achieved the status of one of those players suddenly who, like, you know, it feels like he's been there forever. You know, every once in a while, there's always a player or two. <laughs> You know, every year, it's like, geez, you know, it feels like he's been there forever. And I'd say JT Barrett has arrived at that status, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, like you said, I'm just saying, he's still playing. Exactly. And I mean, it seems like yesterday that it was him. And who was the guy that turned receiver that he was always fighting the out for the quarterback job? Great player. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot his name myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, Cardell Jones surfaces. And uh, and boom. 
there you have it. Um, you know, they went on to win the national championships and one of the great runs of all time. But uh, anyway, you know, Ohio State, I, I know, I think it was within the last year or two, they've certainly, they played that one of the first games of the year, if not the first game of the year against Virginia Tech down in Blacksburg. That was pretty cool, I remember. And uh, yeah, so a big time game to say the least, and not the only one. We have uh, Tulsa, American Athletic Conference team, at Oklahoma State, 7.30 p.m. this Thursday. Uh, that should be good. Yeah, Oklahoma State, John, they're in some polls, uh, top 10 or you know, number 10 or so. And Mike Gundy, he's, he's now going to be, I guess, what, 50 years old. He made that statement when he was 40, I am a man, or you know, so, but he's he's done very well with Oklahoma State. He's had a lot of 10-win seasons. I mean, really, kind of the golden age of, of that program, I think, with him at the helm. So they're looking to do some big things, and, you know, they want to be consistent and not have any, you know, get upset by any team that they should beat. I mean, that's one thing to lose the game. Every, no one's perfect, but you, you want to win those games against the, the uh, teams that are not in, let's say, the uh, Power 5 conference. Exactly, exactly. And by the way, I've solved our little mystery. Braxton Miller was the, was the Ohio State quarterback that, uh, you know, with JT Barrett and then Cardell Jones. Uh, kind of interesting, too. Just uh, he's now a receiver for the Houston Texans. And uh, but another one, uh, you know, reminds me, you know, he's fo- actually following in the footsteps of Terrell Pryor. Ohio State quarterback who went on to become, you know, a receiver in the NFL. So that's, I, I hadn't made that connection before, but uh, who knows? Maybe that'll happen to JT Barrett as well. He's a tremendous athlete. Yeah, I'm sure he'll pursue every avenue to, to play NFL football, I'm sure. No doubt about it. Um, well, AP, a couple other games on Thursday, just talking about teams that we're familiar with. Uh, Holy Cross. At Connecticut, um, 7.30 Thursday night. Uh, you and I have covered a bunch of games in uh, Hartford featuring the Huskies. And uh, so good to see them getting underway. And Holy Cross is a team I've covered also through the years. And uh, so, yeah, so that'll be good to get it kicked off. And we also have UCF, University of Central Florida, who we all think a lot about these days as we watch Blake Burrell's uh, holding on to his job, which, by the way, he was given in, uh, you know, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But he, of course, he put Central Florida on the map, period. And Central Florida is hosting uh, Florida International. Um, by the way, what's uh, is, that's not the team that Lane Kiffin's coaching, or is it? He's at Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, okay. A lot of, a yeah. lot of schools playing... Yeah. College football in Florida, that's for sure. It's, it's hard to keep track of them, really. It really is. And, you know, uh, even the smaller schools have a lot of talent in that talent-laden state, to put it mildly. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. And I'm just looking down the list here. Uh, those are kind of the highlights. Arkansas is hosting Florida A&M, SEC West. That'll be interesting. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good kickoff, and then we get to Friday, um, and Central Connecticut at Syracuse, number eight Washington at Rutgers, going cross country. Uh, Rutgers has certainly had their up and down, ups and downs, and tough to speak to where they're at exactly now, which is not a great place as they joined the Big Ten recently, but a lot of talent has flowed out of Rutgers, that's for sure, and uh, uh, a lot of it's over in Foxborough with the Patriots, um, <laughs> to say the least. And right. hey, lo and behold, look at this. Uh, who's playing? But Colorado State at Colorado. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about that. I didn't realize they were playing this week, but they're playing this Friday night. Yeah, they better be ready, Colorado, because that that uh, those Rams, they could put points on the board. I mean, I don't care who you're playing these days. You put 50-something points against a, a Power 5 team, your school to be reckoned with if you're competing against anyone. No doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, some pretty good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, a couple ranked teams. Washington at Rutgers, again, they're going cross-country. Um, so that'll be fun to watch. And another ranked team, Utah State, always just a quality team, a team that like shows up like Colorado State, as we discussed earlier. Uh, they're playing at number nine, Wisconsin in Madison. Uh, that's going to be worth checking out. No doubt about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, John, those are those dangerous games, opening games, because it's a, a, a team that's capable of performing against a Power 5 team. They've been there before. They've had some success. And the longer that they stay in the game, the more com- their, their confidence grows. And then you, you've got to play all out. I mean, you just can't show up at, uh, in Madison and expect to win. I mean, although you have the better talent, those other teams are hungry to make a name for themselves, especially when more than likely everyone's usually healthy in the opening game. And they want to have a good start to their season as well. Correct. No doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, Rutgers, uh, they've been down for a couple of years, haven't really made a splash in their brief tenure in the Big Ten. But, boy, uh, would they love to uh, make a statement hosting Rutgers, or excuse me, hosting Washington coming from 3,000 miles away. So uh, that's a game I'll tune into, that's for sure. And uh, again, the Wisconsin game. Those are those are some big ones. And uh, AP, here we are again. We've come to the end of another segment. So why don't we take our break now, and uh, we'll have some things to uh, cover on the other side of the break. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now... Back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Ingleby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, of course, given our discussions uh, in recent weeks, including today, is the Alabama-Florida State game this Saturday night at 8 p.m., what a kickoff to the college football season. It's uh, maybe the best opening weekend match ever. So, AP, um, we've been kind of running through the schedule for Thursday and Friday coming up here. And uh, Saturday is the big day, headlined by, of course, Florida State and Alabama at the Mercedes-Benz, the new Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. You will be there in person covering it. Uh, but a lot of other great games, uh, needless to say, on Saturday. Uh, right off the bat for me, Akron traveling to Penn State. So Penn State will be hosting at noontime at Beaver Stadium. Uh, that's just the appetizer to the following week when Penn State's hosting Pitt. Uh, Saturday, September 9th, that's the game I grew up on. That was my Florida State, Alabama, or shall I say Alabama-Auburn back in the day. And uh, I'm just loving it. Yeah, I know. Great memories, and I'm just loving the fact that uh, they're playing again. They haven't. They played last year, uh, but before that, it had been a long time since they played. So glad to see that. But as I said, for this weekend, it's Penn State hosting Akron. But AP, you know, it's uh, not the only uh, big game that you're going to, of course, Alabama FSU. The other real good game is Michigan playing Florida, number 11 Michigan playing number 17 Florida at uh, Jerry World in Texas. Um, That should be a great game. I think Florida suspended a few players. I know they did. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great matchup there and that's a three thirty, So it doesn't conflict with the Alabama game. Yeah. And John, that'll be something to watch because Florida, they have three quarterbacks. I'm not sure if they settled on one at this moment. Uh, Luke Del Rio, he's well traveled. He was at Alabama first. Then he went to Oregon state. I think he was at Nebraska, played some last year at Florida. Then you have, uh, Felipe Franks, young player, and then you have Malik uh, Z- Zaire, 
from Notre Dame, the transfer. That's interesting. And uh, by the way, Luke Del Rio is the son of Jack Del Rio, former Jaguars and current Oakland Raiders coach. Worth noting. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting with Malik Zaire because, uh, you know, I see where Temple's playing Notre Dame and uh, won't soon forget a couple years ago when Temple beat Notre Dame and what was the signature win maybe in the history of their program. But Malik Zaire fought game by game, week by week, for the starting quarterback with Deshaun Kaiser over the past year or two out at Notre Dame. And lo and behold, here's, uh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser named the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns over the weekend. So that's pretty amazing, considering he wasn't even the clear-cut starter at Notre Dame. And... uh so I think it speaks volumes for the talent of Malik Zaire, right? Yeah, so he's a pretty good player. I, I guess down at Florida, though, they're not too sure if he's going to start. I mean, all three of them seem like they might be part of the game plan. I mean, Florida suspended Antonio Callaway, so that hurts them because one of their best offensive players. But uh, Malik, uh, you know, if somebody steps forward and grabs the position, I think that's McElwaino just embraced that player. Wow. Um, it is going to be fascinating. Uh, that's definitely going to be a, a game worth watching. Another ranked team hosting. Uh, not hosting, excuse me. Well, this could change. <laughs> I'm just, I shouldn't laugh because it's Brigham Young, who won this past weekend, by the way, facing LSU scheduled for NRG Stadium, as in where the Texans play in Houston at 9.30 this Saturday night. Uh, given what's uh, happening in Houston, I, I've already saw a headline that they may have to reschedule. But before I go further, thoughts and prayers to everybody out in Houston. We're following it closely. I see where Bill O'Brien, Texans coach, held a news conference within the past hour or two. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, that'll be interesting to see how that develops. Uh, sitting here today and based on what I saw over the weekend, which is unbelievable um, I can't imagine they're playing that game in Houston that's for sure no I think John it might be in Dallas or New Orleans at the Super really okay those two spots are viable uh, alternatives well that would make perfect sense I, I, I could see them rescheduling that I mean even if it was quote playable uh, you know they're not going to divert resources to a football game nor should they given the life and death situations that by all accounts if you look at the weather forecast are very likely to continue into the weekend even yeah that that situation in Houston is treacherous it'd probably be, be that way for a while I mean you might have games the following weekend not played there as well correct you're absolutely right AP it just looks like I mean, it's the worst thing I've seen since Katrina. I, I think most people would agree. Uh, the images are very, very similar. Uh, and you'll always you'll all remember that Katrina was on a Labor Day weekend, so this is just a week earlier. But it's, uh, again, thoughts and prayers to everybody in Houston and 
everybody who's going to help them. Uh, just saw a story yesterday where, uh, you know, a bunch of first responder types from Massachusetts are on their way. Some are already there from a Cape Cod Air Force base and a whole lot more are heading down, I think, this morning or last night. So I assume that's happening from all corners of the country. So despite the devastation, it's also uh, very impressive to see uh, how everybody's rushing to their aid, to say the least. And, boy, it's really needed. That is just, uh, again, it's you can't believe what you're seeing, to put it mildly. No, no. No, it's it's a massive catastrophe, John. I mean, Houston, if you've ever visited, it's spread out. Right, I mean, I've I been there too. I was reading, yeah, and I think I read that the area affected was something like the distance between maybe Boston and New York, something like that. Oh, my. It is a vast. Oh, my, I hadn't heard that. Well, I can certainly uh, understand that, living in Boston and going to New York often, so... Uh, it's a big area. Sounds about right. I think it's a 250 miles from here to New York City. Um, it's just incredible. The Texans, I guess, had an away game over the weekend and have not returned. Probably won't be. Uh, again, Bill O'Brien just gave a press conference uh, last hour talking about the situation. But it is just, uh, you know, in the athletic community is just tweeting and whatnot and showing their support. J.J. Watt, I saw others as well. Uh, it's just an incredible, incredible situation. For, nation's fourth largest city. What else can you say? It's and it's just, uh, again, I can't, the last time I saw anything like this, I can't even take my eyes away from the TV because it's so unbelievable, was, if, was Katrina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you say the fourth city, largest city in America, John, they have a humongous problem to address. I don't know if you can fix it within a decade. You know, I mean, it's that huge that you know the way they they let the zoning and planning just they just kind of ran wild with development and the way they built in that city. It's it's, it's going to be very difficult to rectify that situation. Correct. I learned a lot. I, I saw some national news reports about their uh, development, the flooding situation, all the concretes uh, displacing wetlands, which typically soaks up water. You know, it's been, I, I've really learned a lot, and I, I just never knew that it was such a ongoing issue and has been with Cleveland. And doesn't look like it's going to get any better based on their growth statistics for development moving forward. So... Again, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our show. I'm glad we actually got a chance to talk about Houston. And uh, again, you know, we'll, we'll be thinking of them. That's for sure. Thoughts and prayers to that fabulous city. Absolutely, John. And, and thank you for having me on the show. And I look forward to next week and all these great games. All right. Well, thank you, AP. And enjoy your perspective as always. Enjoy Saturday night at the FSU Alabama game. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday, actually, off for Labor Day. So in two weeks at 1 p.m. Eastern Time.
Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week. 